Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am excited about today's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about, this is, I'm filming this the week before Christmas. You guys are hearing this if you're hearing it when I release it, right around Christmas time. And a lot of us are starting to think about 2023 and what we're going to do to prepare going into the new year and setting all those new goals and and all those things. You guys know I'm kind of anti-New Year's resolutions. I feel like we should have our long-term goals and our long-term process that we are focused on and always taking steps and every single day like building toward that. But I get it. Everybody's, a lot of us are thinking about that. A lot of people are thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm going into a new year. What do I want different? What do I need? What adjustments do I need to make? And when we talk about the short-term rental market, I couldn't be more excited. But the reality is I keep saying, hey, the future looks bright. I'm really excited. And I'll share a, a couple of the reasons why I'm excited and what I'm doing to prepare for 2023 and to hopefully take advantage of some of the opportunities ahead. But also the reality is a lot of people don't prepare and a lot of people, maybe the future doesn't look so bright because they're going to just kind of roll with this shifting market and they're going to take them, they're going to let the market take them wherever the market ends up going. And that may not be exactly where they want to go, but that's, you know, ultimately, I wish it wasn't the case, but ultimately that's their own fault, right? There's a lot of the wave on short-term rentals has been really, really good for a long time. You can operate in the middle of the market, do really well for the past few years. I don't think that's going to be the case in as we roll into 2023. That being said, I do think there's a lot of opportunities. You know, every single market, even the past few years, there were properties that didn't perform well. Obviously, we help people build portfolios of short-term rental um, properties. We teach the ownership model. So this is a long-term process, a long-term plan. And so we've always talked to people who had properties, had assets that were underperforming, and we can help them, you know, do some, make some adjustments, do some things to help these properties perform. However, I'm having a lot more conversations recently of properties that were performing really well And now all of a sudden people calling us and saying, hey, I was doing really well and now I'm not getting bookings. My occupancy's down. All these different things are happening. Can you take a look at what we're doing? We're having a lot more of those conversations. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And because I think sometimes we just assume that there are, and and obviously to their credit, people are reaching out and we're able to take, take a look at some things, audit their situation, audit the listing, audit the market and see exactly what the the actual factors are to them losing out on bookings and haven't seen their their revenue drop their occupancy drop it's not always just about the market is is the the point there's a lot of different things that we look at but i'm seeing a lot or having a lot of those conversations and the reality is when we're starting to have a lot of those conversations with people outside of our Vodacy family we are seeing some of the things that they're doing wrong but a lot of them aren't going to make the adjustments and they're going to say, okay, I'm kind of done with this asset class. Maybe it's, I rode the wave and now the wave is going out a little bit and I, I don't really, you know, I'm not really maybe in this for the long term. So the easy button is to say, okay, I might, I might get rid of this asset. And I am actually, as we, as we're recording this, you know, we're, we're end of year, we're preparing all of our taxes. We're really looking at almost structuring taxes a little bit different, paying some more in taxes 
um, not writing off as much income as a business owner so that we show more income so that we're in a position going into 2023 to acquire more properties, to get more loans, to be able to leverage a little bit more. And so we're making strategic planning plans right now where I'm actually setting that that's one example because we're starting to see that and believe that there's going to be some really good opportunities of really good properties that are set up beautifully in really good markets with really good revenue potential that are not performing really well. And so that's a recipe for a really good opportunity if you understand how to take advantage of that. So that's why we're really excited. Now, the part that doesn't make me excited is there are going to be people who are struggling a little bit in this game and struggling with understanding what to do and how to do it. We've got somebody inside of our Vodacy family recently who called me and said, Hey, Sean, I, you know, I'm part of the, part of the, the mentorship group. We're doing all these things and, and we were doing really well. We launched and now we don't have, we're, we're, we don't have any bookings. Um, it was a husband and wife. The wife was saying, I just want to sell this. This was just, uh, this is not the game we want to play. This is really stressful. And we looked at it, we audited it and said, okay, we didn't, we missed you know, we went from there's there's three major phases, the acquisition phase, the setup phase and management phase, getting all that, you know, your property set up, getting it, being able to deliver it with the right management structure and then ultimately the marketing phase. Well, what they did is they were very diligent in that acquisition phase. They ran the numbers. They found a good asset. They found a good market that has revenue potential. And then they got they because the acquisition phase felt like a, a 12 round heavyweight match and a, and a marathon the last couple of years because they were competing, paying over asking price, all these different things. Those of you that acquired a property in the last couple of years, you know what I'm talking about. And they were exhausted. And instead of staying through staying you know, in the game and running down the road and saying, okay, we've got to battle through now this setup and management phase so that we can launch our listing. They said, well, listen, the market's so great. We're going to take a breather. We're going to put our property up. We've got nice real estate photos. We've got a nice property and they got bookings because the market was still pretty hot and they're in a very crowded market. But the problem what they did is they took a nice property, nice area, and advertised it and set up their listing like everybody else sets it up. And so what happens is they just blended in with the crowd. That's not what we talk about. And so we had to have a you know fairly frank conversation. Like I always tell all of our mentorship students and our coaching students that, hey, you didn't hire me to be your best friend. You hired me to help you perform and make the necessary adjustments when we see adjustments need to be made. And to their credit, they were very coachable. And they said, okay, listen, tell us what we need to do. If we miss the boat somewhere, let's let's fill those holes in the boat. And we, we did that. We had to audit their listing. We had to go back. We had to do some different things on the setup. We started making some adjustments within a couple of weeks. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to get bookings, they're, which, which is what they should. They had a good asset you know, that is in a good market with revenue potential, all of those different things that they checked off the boxes in the acquisition, but we don't ever say stop at the acquisition. Just buying the right the right property in the right market does not mean you're going to make money, especially as markets shift around and get more and more crowded. And so we had to we had to go audit, reset the property up, re-photograph the property, make sure that we were setting up the right experience so that when the guests came through, you guys hear me talk about the right photos all the time. I always say if your property listing looks like it could be on Zillow, then it should look way different on Zillow or on Airbnb. And so if, if you don't know why it should look different and what you're really trying to sell, that's a problem, right? And so we had to go through that with them to say, here's what we're trying to sell on Airbnb. 
and it should be a much different than Zillow. It should be different than just real estate photography. Now, I talk a lot about photos, and I don't want you to get the misconception that we try to, because nowadays with Photoshop and enhancing photos and multiple filters and everything else, you can make almost any property look beautiful. What you don't want to do is make a property look way better than it actually is. The last thing you want to do is get that short-term fix of, okay, I've got somebody that booked my property coming through, and then they show up and think, is this even the same property? Did I, I swear I booked a really nice property. I walked through the doors. This looks nothing like the pictures because you used so much Photoshopping and filters and everything else. Your property really needs to be set up for an amazing guest experience. And so it doesn't just go back to saying, okay, I'm going to retake photos. We have to actually set the property up to deliver an amazing guest experience. Then we have to be able to articulate that through our photos, but it needs to be articulated accurately. So I hope that you're, that I want, I want to be clear on that because I've heard somebody actually recently, a couple weeks back said, well, you know, you, you, you can Photoshop and make these properties look really great. That's going to solve my problems. That's not going to solve your problems. That's actually going to create more long-term problems because somebody's going to come in state your property and they're going to give you one or two star reviews because you were misleading and you were it was it was it feels like a bait and switch to the consumer right it looked great online but then all of a sudden it's like the the guy with the online dating profile that's you know six four two twenty a linebacker for the bears and then all of a sudden somebody shows up and he's 510 220 and lives in his mom's basement right it, it feels like that when you have great a great listing but not a great property so when I say set up the property and then be able to articulate that in your listing, it has to feel the same. We need to walk into a property and think, okay, this is what I this is what I what I purchased. This is what I the experience I wanted when I came through the doors. And so make sure that you go through that setup phase. Now, the reason I think there's going to be some amazing opportunities is that sounds a lot easier to do than it is to pull off. That takes some time, takes some diligence. I always tell people that have gone through the acquisition phase the last couple of years, that felt like a really grueling process. The Probably the hardest part of a, this, this game is getting a property set up correctly and then getting your photo shoot done to articulate it correctly. That part of the process is very difficult, which is why you don't see it done that often. We see a lot of beautiful properties that are set up like model homes with beautiful real estate photography across the board. But the, the, the key word of that is you see it across the board. And that's why everybody kind of blends in with the crowd. Well, with inventory levels going up and demand continuing to go up, but not as fast as inventory levels are going up. So a lot of these really crowded markets, they're you know, the slice of your pie is getting a little smaller if you're just going to blend in with the crowd. And so you need to be able to say, okay, if I'm going to, if I've got a property and I'm experiencing some of these things, the question you need to ask yourself is, did I get in this for the long term? Did I get in to commit to this, that I want this asset class in my portfolio for the long term? Is this part of my one, five, 10, 20 year plan to build a portfolio of vacation rental homes. That question should have been answered before you bought your first property. This should not be something that you're dabbling in, especially the especially the, the model that we preach, which is the ownership model. You don't want to just buy properties to see how it works or to ride a wave or buy in a really hot market that's gonna be hot for one or two years and then wonder what's happening when when the you know when the wave goes out. If you if you can't answer the question that you want to be in it for the long term, then maybe you should get out. Maybe you should consider selling. Markets are still at, at very high levels. 
Overall, I, I, the, the last I saw was around a 10 to 12% appreciation across the board in the U.S. for 2022. And so, and, and predicting around a 5 to 6% appreciation going into 2023, even though it's slowing, even though we're raising rates, even though we have downward pressure on demand. All those things are still, inventory levels are still low. And demand is still exceeding where our inventory and supply is. And so that's going to say that prices are going to go up. So if you're, if you're thinking of selling, you're not going to lose your shorts. But you might say, okay, maybe it's not the game I want to play. Because of that, and some of those owners are going to answer that question that maybe I don't want to do this. Or maybe I'm not going to take the time to take it serious enough and look in the mirror and say, maybe I made some mistakes. Maybe I do have some holes in my boat. Maybe I'm not quite as good of an operator as I thought I was because the market kind of hid some of those holes in the boat for me recently. And it's okay. Markets shift, you guys. You can do one thing and then and, and we can you can be performing and you were a really good operator. I'm not saying you weren't a good operator. You probably have beautiful properties. Some of you listening with properties that are like wondering, maybe I'm struggling. A lot of these conversations I'm having that I'm telling you that I'm having more and more of, these are beautiful properties set up beautifully. They're just not very well articulated and they're not doing their marketing correctly. So they're forgetting about, they went through that a great acquisition phase. They furnished the properties nicely. And then everything else just kind of took care of itself because they had a nice property in areas where the demand it far exceeded supply the last couple of years. That was an anomaly, right? We had the COVID era hit. We had the never-ending summer hit. We had occupancy levels skyrocket. Demand for short-term rentals skyrocketed. And so everybody with a property was getting pretty decent occupancy. Now there's a lot of properties out there. Demand is still really good. Year over year, we continue to grow. AirDNA just predicted demand to be at around a 6% growth rate for next year, for 2023. This year was around 16% year over year. And so demand is going to go back a little bit, but it's still growing. This market continues to grow. Demand is still there. But what happens is there's a lot of supply still. And so we have to operate. If you want to operate, the 80-20 principle applies across the board in most markets, and it definitely applies in short-term rentals. The majority of the money in the revenue in the short-term rental market is going to be in the top 20% properties. Everybody else is kind of getting their fair share or not their fair share. And so you want to figure out how to be that 20% that makes 80% of the money in the market. That's the goal. And that's how you have to play the game and think about it. Well, you're not going to take the necessary steps to do that unless you can answer the one question of, am I in this for the long term? Is this the game I really enjoy playing? Do I want to have a portfolio of lifestyle assets or do I want to do something else? The easy button is to say, bam, sell it. I'll do something else. I'll go try to ride another, another wave. However, that is that mentality is you're never going to be, you're going to never control your own destiny. You're going to allow markets or wherever you go to control your destiny because you're saying, I'm just interested in riding waves. And so don't, don't, if this is part of your long-term plan, even though the easy button is to say, I don't, you know, I, I don't think this is for me. That's, that's really easy to say, oh, the economy's bad. Short-term rentals are over. That's a really easy excuse to justify your decision. So ask yourself some of those hard questions. If you do own a property, if you don't own a property, know that there's going to be a number of people, a lot of people that I believe are going to take the easy route, the easy way out. I challenge you not to, if you did your diligence and you bought a quality asset, you bought in a quality market and you have that revenue potential. If you don't know that, 
then I would start there to because you may not have, you know, it doesn't matter what your marketing is. If you don't have the revenue potential in the market that you bought in and you don't have a quality asset, it doesn't matter what your marketing is. It doesn't matter how you set it up. You're going to probably struggle a little bit and we need to look at possibly an exit. But if you have a quality asset, quality market, revenue potential, and you and you decide you want to be in the game, that's great. But if you if you are thinking about getting into the game, there's going to be a lot of quality assets come up for sale. I don't think you're going to get them at these huge discounts, but what you will get is a property that you're going to, you're, again, you're going to compress the time it takes to get through that setup phase because a lot of people have done a lot of the, you know, the furnishings and the fix-ups, and they've got a lot of the things that you're going to would normally have to do right after you buy a property already in place, and you can kind of take the baton and run from there. We haven't really seen that the last couple years. Very few people were selling assets because they were making them so much money. Now you will start seeing people that are not making as much money as they were hoping for, and think about exiting these assets, and most of them are going to be set up really, really nice. I've recently, the, just this last week, looked at two properties that I'm, I'm like, man, I can't believe they're going to be selling it like this. There's huge potential here. And so we're very much putting ourselves in a position over this next year to be in a position to purchase some of these assets, add to our portfolio, because prop prices aren't skyrocketing right now. You know, in some markets, they're almost flatline. Some markets are still going up a bit, but we're, we're seeing more normal appreciation rather than just absolute crazy appreciation. We're typically not having to um, compete on every property with 50 people. And so there's some, you know, there's a little bit of downward pressure on demand, which is nice for us as a buyer. But I want to be in a position to be a solution to those sellers' problems because I'm very much interested in this for the long term. I am okay taking the time it takes to set up a property, to launch it correctly, and then roll with the property. There's a market that I have a property in that we just launched this last week, and it's a market that a lot of top gurus were saying was a dead market, that it, it skyrocketed too fast, the opportunity is gone. We particularly like this market. I like markets with a lot of demand, a lot of supply. You've heard me say that because I know the, the, the demand is there, right? This is in the Blue Ridge mountain areas, North Georgia mountain areas. And so this property this, that we purchased, I bought it in July at the very top of that market. And we took the time, we got it set up. We just relaunched it this last week. And our, our I launched it, it's actually exactly a week ago today as I'm recording this. And we got eight new bookings. We booked out 45 days. We've got, we launched our Profit Maximizer site yesterday. I usually do that a week, at least a week after we launch on, on the OTAs. Yesterday, we launched our Profit Maximizer site, which is our direct booking site. We've already generated 18 leads from that. We've got five people requesting quotes. We're giving them quotes out now and, and hopefully get a couple of those bookings. So we launched slow time of the year, a market that a lot of people said was way too saturated. You're not going to make any money. But we were able to really launch this property. And it's not, I mean, it's a beautiful property. We love it. But it's not, I mean, there's better properties. There's better, you know, physically better properties, architecturally better properties in that area. But we, we took our time. We made, created an amazing guest experience. And we know how to articulate that. We launch it and we're off to the races. At the same time that a lot of people in that same exact market are saying, hey, man, our occupancy's down. We did really well the last couple of years. But now we think this market's dead. The markets aren't dead. 
So don't talk yourself and justify into your that the markets are dead. Do a little bit of research in the market. You'll find that the money being spent in the market continues to go up. It's your job to figure out what do you have to offer and how are you articulating that to your to your customer base and and once they raise their hand, are you able to actually deliver what you articulated so that they give you they become raving fans, they give you raving reviews, and they become repeat clients? That's the long game. And so if you don't understand that and you're not in it for the long game, then then maybe you get out of it. But if you are in it for the long game and you don't understand it, reach out, find some help somewhere. Obviously, we'd love to be a part of that process. We'd love to help you on this journey. You can always reach out to our team. Go to bodicey.com. You'll find out how to get a hold of us. I've got free trainings on there. You guys can always reach out there. And then if you are thinking about getting in this game, start to start to stack up that dry powder. Start to build that war chest of both money and knowledge before you dive in and then be ready when those opportunities Come available so that you can take advantage of them. Because I, I really believe there's going to be a lot of opportunities, not the same w- reason we had opportunities back in 2008, 9, and 10. We had opportunities back then because, you know, property values fell off the cliff and everything was on sale. There's going to be assets on sale right now, but there's going to be, it's not going to be the same type of a sell that we had before. Now you're going to have underperforming assets that are quality assets. Always buy quality. It doesn't matter what you're buying. I'm a big believer in buying quality, whether you're buying multifamily, whether you're buying stocks, whether you're buying single family rentals, whether you're buying um, short-term rentals, whatever you're buying, buy quality assets in quality areas. That's, that's a general rule of thumb to follow when you're buying, especially during these times. Look for those things that are on sale. It doesn't always have to be you know, that you're getting a huge discount on price. There's quality assets on sale. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Be prepared and ask yourself the question of what are you doing to prepare for the opportunities that are gonna present themselves in 2023? And this is a great time. Many of you are already thinking about that right now. And so when you're asking yourself that question and you are thinking about, am I getting in this game for the long term? You can listen to last week's episode. I talked a lot more about that. If you are in it and you own a property and you're struggling and you're wondering what you need to do, reach out to us at odyssey.com, go there reach out to our team. We'd love to share some of some tips that we can do. We'll look at your property, whatever we can do to help you get, you know, get that figured out. Those of you that are thinking about getting in the game, can you bridge that knowledge gap? Same thing. Go there, check it out. We'd love to help you in that. But start to ask yourself the question, what are you doing to prepare as you are going to be able to possibly take advantage of some really great opportunities in 2023? And it's critical that you start to understand what you can do so that you're ready for opportunities. Opportunities don't show up with a red bow on them that says opportunity, here's your opportunity, right? Opportunities show up for those people that prepared to recognize what an opportunity looks like. One of my favorite stories is one of our members, Jeff and Jessica, and many of you have heard their story. They were one of our first members when right when COVID hit, they were looking at properties right before COVID, um, early 2020, and they were looking in Destin, Florida. And they had a property in Destin, Florida that they looked at that at the time, Destin was still a really hot market and the properties were selling in about two weeks. Well, they found a property that was in a great area in Destin. It was a quality property, quality location. And this property was sitting on the market for five months. And so that everybody 
looked at this as a dog. They said, hey, this is not a good asset. It was a short-term rental, had been operating for eight years at the time, I think six, yeah, six or eight years at the time. The best year it ever had in gross revenue was $63,000. And the purchase price of this property was listed at $750,000. Well, if you know kind of my 10% rule, 10% of the acquisition price, you have to generate about 10% of the acquisition price in gross revenue to break even on short-term rentals. So when you run that, this property, the best year it ever had, was still negative cash flow. So everybody ignored it because they ran the quick numbers and said, this property just doesn't make sense. And so they didn't recognize it as a great opportunity. Jeff and Jessica, they were, they were new members in our, in our mentorship program. We had gone through a process with them, showed them what things to look at, showed them how to recognize different opportunities. And they were able to recognize this as an opportunity. I remember when Jeff called me, he said, man, I think, I don't know if I'm doing this right because this property's you know, he's second guessing himself. He's saying this property has been on the market for five months. Can you take a second look at this? I looked at it and said, Jeff, this looks like a good property. I think you're doing, making the right move. He put it under contract, had plans. Um, we ran the revenue projection, really good revenue projections. The market revenue projections looked really strong and ended up putting the property under contract. Well, three days before he was supposed to close, COVID hit and everything shuts down. And he calls me and says, okay, I guess, I mean, I'm just going to cancel the contract. I'll walk away from my, whatever my earnest money was, five grand or whatever. I, I think we do this. I said, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to do what you, what you feel strongly about. I'm always, I'm always a believer that most things, even, you know, even when COVID hit, we believe that, hey, things are going to pass, right? We don't know what that looked like at the time. Everybody's freaking out. And um, we looked at it again and said, what is the plan? You're probably, he had a, he had about a two-month rehab process that he was planning on. And so we're saying, I mean, maybe this is gone in a couple months anyways. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to have it open for travel anyway. So, you know, maybe by the time you're ready to launch, everything's kind of back to normal. And back then, two months seemed like a long time for something to last. And so he made the decision to continue to move forward on this property. Ended up buying the property. So he had a couple things that a lot of people would have walked away from. You know, one, they would have walked away from the opportunity. They wouldn't, and, and people weren't recognizing the opportunity. Two, COVID hits. Nobody knows what's going to happen. His lender is like, I don't know if we're even going to be able to lend money after this stuff. And, and so he said, if you want to close, you probably got to move up closing. Let's do it sooner rather than later. So he actually closed the next day when he got that news. So he made a decision when a lot of people would have said, I'm going to sit and wait and see. I'm going to wait and see what happens. He would have lost this opportunity. Well, long story short, this property he bought for $750,000, put $50,000 down or uh, into um, into it, cosmetic upgrades, nothing major, just some, you know, needed some nice paint, sprucing up, adding some different furniture, things like that. Total into it, $800,000, or and, and he used a $150,000 line of credit on his home, a home equity line of credit to use for this property. Buys it his first year in operation, he launched right he would launch the first of may so he didn't even have a full year in operations first weekend he launched brings in forty three thousand dollars in gross revenue almost as much as they made the year before total and then that year he closed out at one hundred sixty three thousand dollars in gross revenue then the next year he hits 225 in gross revenue he got offered 2.2 million dollars for the home and he turned it down because now he makes it's, it's a cash cow, right? He, he makes a lot of money gross revenue-wise. He was 100% paid back almost his first year after his after expenses and stuff. It took him about 
three months into the second year, if you get all of his money back, he's playing on house money. He's got an amazing asset, tons of equity, makes almost $200,000 a year every single year right now since he's bought it. And everybody's like, man, I wish, I, I just want to do that. Well, he took the time to recognize what an opportunity would look like. The same thing is going to happen as we move into the shifting market. There are going to be opportunities that if you don't know how to recognize them, they're going to slip you by and somebody else is going to get them. So that's why I say, ask yourself, ask yourself, what are you doing right now to prepare for the opportunities ahead in 2023? If you own an asset, what are you doing right now to set yourself up to take advantage of the demand that continues to grow in your market so that you can start to capitalize on the asset you already own. So guys, that's what I want you to think about right now. Hopefully that's helpful. As always, thank you for being the best part of this show. I know your time's valuable and I know spending it with me, I know how valuable that is and I appreciate it. If you like anything we're doing here, we don't run ads, we don't promote on it. The only thing I ask you, give us a thumbs up. It takes a couple seconds to give us a like or a thumbs up on the platform you're listening on. If you've got 30 seconds, Share it, leave us a review, and uh, tell us what you think about it. We really, really appreciate that. Those things do help us. And so I'd really appreciate that like and share and thumbs up and review if you've got the time to do so. So as always, guys, go pick one thing you can do today to start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicy.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.